bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Dumb Geek Quarantined Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the weekend coronavirus, like we're talking about reality TV. Ooh, grr. Grr. Another week in quarantine, another no dollars. No dollars for us. Quarantine. Shout out to Steve, Julie's landlord, <laughs> who's not going to let her pay less rent or give her any sort of breaks at all. Despite all her stand-up gigs being canceled, right, Meow Meow? That's right. Hopefully Steve listens. And as of yet, I have not frozen my mortgage oh. or paid it this month, okay? <laughs> my corona. That's hey, my corona. That is your corona. Well, you know what? It is your right not to pay it, and you will not get in trouble, okay? Is that what you're going to do? Well, unfortunately, I don't have a mortgage, so it's a little different. Yeah, but you don't have to pay your rent he can't evict you he can't but i will eventually have to pay it that's the problem same same z's oh you know what i mean there's no getting out of <sighs> paying it the the mm. obligations and our responsibilities there is none no matter what no nope. you could put it on a payment plan and pay it off for the next <laughs> million years i think it's our mine's already on but. a payment plan i think that's <laughs> how it works out in the first place yeah yeah well i'm just listen Whatever money's there is going to be used. Whatever's money's not there is going to have to not be used. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying thank God for the Patreon. Okay. Thank Josh. Thank Josh. Thank Josh. Joshua Christenberg. Thank you very much. I got that gratitude game on lock. Yeah. I want to say if you've ever been tempted to sign up for our Patreon, now is the perfect time to pity join. It's like when you buy a candy bar you don't really want when you like try to help a kid standing in front of the grocery store. Yes. But then when you finally eat it, you're like, damn, I'm not even mad at this candy bar. I should have got two of these. Could yeah. be. Could be. You could be like, this candy bar is a piece of shit and I wish I didn't join. But you feel good, ultimately, if you pity join now. Listen, we're all affected. We're all affected. And it sucks. And we're here. And we, we're, again, grateful for the Patreon. So if you feel like it, go to the Patreon. You get a dollar for one episode, $2 for two episode. And if you don't like it, you just cancel. Yeah. Our contribution to Corona is one free episode. Yep. There's a few free ones, but you have to scroll through. The first one you can go is from September 11th. Scroll down. Check it out. It's free. It's free for everyone. Go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and you can sign up. $1 for one episode, $2 for two episodes. It's that easy. So Anthony Zaponia, I'm mm -hmm. going to say it's Zaponia. Mm -hmm. I'm actually not sure. It could be just Zapona. Okay. Anthony Zapona mm -hmm. sent us a postcard picture for our drug dumb bulletin board. It didn't take him long. I like demanded that he do that on Thank the Patreon God. and he did it. <laughs> the the bulletin board I can already see. New pictures have gone up. The extension is now almost full. Almost full. So Anthony is our resident Patreon K-pop expert mm -hmm. and we love him. And now we have his picture and our, 
We're so glad. Alyssa Baldus sent us a postcard picture also for the Drug Den Bulletin Board. Thank Look you. how cute this is, Meow Meow. Adorable, tiny baby. It's her and her baby, Emmerich, which is oh, so that's cute. cute. Her husband, Craig, I assumed it was her husband. You know, we're just making assumptions. Her partner, Craig. It's a gorgeous picture. I'm not sure if Alyssa does the Patreon, but we love her and her family anyway. Mm-hmm. And we're super touched. She sent the picture, so she's going up. Emmerich is going up to brighten our day. That is so nice. God, that looks like a picture from Happier Times. I know, it's so cute. <laughs> uh, well, if you're bored while you're sitting around in quarantine, go to postsnap.com on your phone and order a picture postcard so we have your picture. Go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics or julianbrandy.com to get our address for your postcard. Alyssa used sincerely.com slash ink, and it is beautiful, glossy. We don't get any kickbacks from PostSnap. We nope. just recommend it because it's easy and that's you know what people use and that's the one we know about but obviously sincerely.com is gorgeous too so we got a package we got a corona package it was very exciting during the time of corona to get a package because uh what you have to do now to open a package is (laughs) is is is, um you got to get dressed you got to open it outside you got to make sure it's clean you got to make sure you're clean it's a whole thing you even get judged for even getting a package and yes, even picking yes, it up. Yes, that's right. The The French people will be fired when this is all said and done, <laughs> when our lease on our mailbox runs out, uh-huh. because they've... Um, you mean like you don't like it when <laughs> during the time of Corona, when you have to stand six feet from the glass door, which is locked, and then the gla- then you have to open the door with your key and open the door, and then he kicks the package out at you yeah. and says, get out of here, you dirty, filthy Corona? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I understand his fear, but... I'm not going to put up with it. It's extreme. <laughs> it's extreme. It is extreme. I mean, I know that everyone's dealing with this in their own way, and I get it, and we're not supposed to be near each other he's or whatever. He's a package store. But he's a package store and has to deal with that stuff. I mean... We all have to still do our jobs, yeah. sir. Yeah. Sir, we have to still... The people who do their jobs, I'm sure nurses aren't like offended when someone shows up like, how dare you? It's like, no, no, no. This was your job before. He wants to sell that store. So I guess we could talk to him about buying (laughs) the store. Yeah, we should talk to him about buying the store. There might be a good business opportunity there. Well, Mm -hmm. we got a Corona package from Liz Hablinski and her fiance, Drew. It is a collector's edition chess set. Oh. That is called The Battle for the White House 2020. Okay, it's like Republican chess pieces against Democratic ones. Yeah, and it's so fucking hilarious. Maybe you and I should learn how to play chess. Yeah, I was going to say Liz. Liz. (laughs) It's embarrassing to admit that we don't know how, but it could be something we learn now. And we are watching Big Brother from Mm -hmm. like three seasons ago, and they always play chess on Big Brother. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing else to do. And we're watching Big Brother to get our Corona life. And so maybe... Maybe it's right on time, Liz. You, you, I think you'll be good at it. And you know I'll be terrible. How will we learn? From the internet? Your dad? Well, <laughs> yeah, I could call my dad. He knows how to... God knows he had a chess set that he think he whittled out of fucking him his own self. Uh, we can learn from online. Or we can... I bet there's, you know, there's probably instructions inside. I don't know. Well, if, if one could learn chess simply from instructions, one might already know how to play chess. Well, maybe we should just FaceTime Leon mm-hmm. and he can give us some complicated instructions that yeah, we pretend we like, understand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good. I would yeah. love for him to be like, these are twit. Get your It'll twit friend off the phone and you guys call me and then we'll be like, we learned how. Pawn equals rock. <laughs> rock goes to queen. Did it. 
Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So Match point. Liz and Drew sent us the chess set and their photo as well. So we got Liz and the fiance Drew who are hoping they can still get married. <laughs> In the time of Corona? Yeah. Yeah. Here's what they wrote. Dear Julie and Brandy, I saw this and immediately thought of you. Hopefully this can help fill the time during all the social distancing. The only pic I had printed is of me and my fiance, Drew. Hopefully this plague will be done by our wedding day. Love, Liz and Drew. Hopefully your wedding day is in 2021 or 2022. Yeah. Or you're going to have to pull some thirst bucket so. move where you're off a fucking balcony yeah. and on a Zoom meeting yep. that's getting hacked by Russians yep. and just have a whole thing. Have the street beep beep. You did it. Yeah. All exactly. That. Street parade. Okay. Well, now it's time to check in with America's funniest new sitcom, Coronavirus Live. Hello. It's me I'm in California Dreaming about Going out to eat Just a burger With cheese Or a shaken margarita Baby back ribs from Chili's Hello Can you hear me? I am shouting out to neighbors who I used to like to see When we were outside and free Is there something else to watch besides the news and finding Dory The social distance between us And I'm freaking out to this podcast, it's important for you to know that during the time of shitvid19, we are tabling our usual opening segment, Eye of the Shitstorm, so we can give you our weekly recap of America's favorite new White House press conference sitcom, otherwise known as Coronavirus Live. The star of the show is well-known stand-up comedian and president of the United States, Donald Trump. His feisty sidekick is played by Dr. Anthony Fauci, the plucky head doctor on the Coronavirus Task Force, who serves as both a comic foil to Trump and a possible love interest. (laughs) Trump, who is known for being temperamental and hard to work with, had Dr. Fauci written out of the show, but their on-screen chemistry was so popular that producers were forced to bring him back. That's right. (laughs) Trump is so insecure when he's not center stage that he attempted to turn coronavirus live into a one-man show, but he was so desperate to maintain his high ratings that he agreed to bring back the rest of the original supporting cast, which includes (laughs) homophobic Christian comic and vice president Mike Pence, Treasury Secretary, and scary clown Steve Mnuchin, 
the world famous pass around party bottom and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and scrotum juggling buffoon and Attorney General Bill Barr, who always does the show in full Elton John drag. Oh, God. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, it's important to tell you that while we are in quarantine, we are strictly avoiding hard news. It is impossible to maintain optimal levels of disassociation, denial, and drunkness with the news on. So we avoid it at all costs. And we recommend that you do too, unless you have an immediate vested interest like a sick loved one or family member that's a first responder or whatever. However, everyone should be watching Coronavirus Live. If you haven't seen it yet, don't worry. The shit is on every single day, usually in the afternoon around 5 p.m. East Coast time and 2 p.m. West Coast time. The questions from the press are always the same and the answers from Trump and his supporting cast are always lies. So there's nothing to really do but sit back and enjoy the comedy and the live trolling on Twitter. And they do deliver the comedy. But the funniest one on the show is Trump, which is why he's the star. And he's also the one who gets dragged the most on social media, which is probably why he's so verbally abusive to the reporters on the show. Some people might be so upset by the way he treats the press, they can't find humor in it. But not us. We can be horrified and still laugh. That's correct, because we're fucked up. (laughs) So here he is in the most infamous clip of the week, berating a reporter from CNN for asking him to clarify what his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, meant when he said the federal stockpile of ventilators was theirs. Yesterday, Jared Kushner said the notion of the federal stockpile was it's supposed to be our stockpile. It's not supposed to be state stockpiles that they then use. What did he mean by our? Oh, what are you asking? And I mean, even yeah. the fact that taxpayers from What's every that? state gotcha. pays for gotcha. it. No, it's not a gotcha. Our, our you know what our means? United States of America. That's what it means. It so means the states. Our. Our. It means the United States of America. And then we take that our... And we distribute it to the states. So why are you saying it's not to, supposed to be state stockpiles that they Because we need it for the government and we need it for the federal government. But when the states, states are in trouble, no, to also keep. It to, it's not to the states. To keep, to keep for our country because the federal government needs it too, not just the states. But out of that, we oftentimes choose, as an example, We have almost 10,000 ventilators, and we are ready to rock with those ventilators. We're going to bring them to various areas of the country that need them. But when he says our, he's talking about our country. He's talking, excuse me, he's talking about the federal government. I mean, it's such a basic, simple question, and you try and make it sound so bad. You ought to be, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You know what? You ought to be ashamed. It's such a simple question. He said our. An hour means for the country. An hour means for the states because the states are a part of the country. Don't make it sound bad. Don't make it sound bad. Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead, back here. You just asked your question. You just asked your question in a very nasty tone. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So, even though we are capable of laughing at this shit, that doesn't mean that we don't also get enraged. We get enraged on behalf of the reporters he's abusing and enraged at the reporters themselves for not growing some balls and telling him to fuck right off. But when the anger becomes too much for me, one coping mechanism I like to use is a rage fantasy. It immediately soothes a lot of my frustration and I actually feel happy when I'm done raging out in my mind. So here is the rage fantasy sequence that I treated myself to after being forced to witness the clip of Trump berating the CNN reporter. 
Yesterday, Jared Kushner said the notion of the federal stockpile was it's supposed to be our stockpile. It's not and now I inhabit her body. <laughs> now I'm inside. Now it's me. What did he mean by our? What 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 am I asking? What am I asking? I'm asking you a fucking question, you dick. God, why don't you answer it? What's that? A gotcha. A gotcha. Oh my god, a gotcha? A gotcha? You're so obsessed with gotcha. A gotcha question. You're obsessed with these gotcha questions. And you know what those are? They're questions people ask when they know the person they're asking is a fucking liar. That's why they're called gotcha. And yeah, we got you, bitch. You're a lying, aggrandizing, braggadocious, fucking skank pig. And we got you. We got your number. We got your lies. We got your bullshit. And we got you bragging. And we got you all the way to the bank, you fucking piece of shit. So why don't you answer the question? Hour, you know what hour means? No. The United States of America. Oh, that's what it means. It, it does? Means oh, my God. That's crazy. I don't know. I don't speak any language. What? Hour. Hour. Yeah, hour. United States I'm of not America. deaf. I know what it fucking means. We know what hour means. God, you are so condescending. Sending. It is insane. It's cr- my skin is actually crawling with your smugness. God! It's such a basic, simple question, and you try and make it sound so bad. You ought to be. You ought to be basic. You're basic. I ought to be ashamed. Such a simple question. I ought to be ashamed of myself. You ought to be ashamed of your fucking self, you selfish, narcissistic, smug, tiny dick jizz goblin. How about that? Do you know what that means? You just ask your question in a very nasty tone. Oh, my Let's go. God. I asked the question well, in a nasty it? tone. <laughs> you don't like my fucking tone? You're nothing but nasty tones. You stand up there with your fat fucking face and do nothing. All you do is demean and belittle and dehumanize and distract and propagandize your own bloated self. You and your fucking family are nasty. Your administration is nasty. You do nothing but define nasty for a living. It's your fucking job, you bloated money laundering Putin dick sucking asshole. Do your job. God, we're sick of being treated like this. And I know every reporter wishes they could punch a stupid face in. We're done. We're done with your bullshit. Okay, don't touch me. Don't you fucking touch me. Don't you touch me. Here's your microphone. Here's your microphone. Here's your microphone. Don't you fucking touch me. God, I'm leaving. And let it be known right here on national television, I do not want to kill myself. And if I'm found dead somewhere for speaking back to you, you fucking insufferable pile of rape, it's on you. You murdered me. So you better hope I don't die from anything, you know, actual until I'm 90 because if I do everyone listening it's Donald Trump's fault okay I'm leaving I'm leaving I'm leaving God fuck you and fuck you too Jared Kushner and Mike Pence and Bill Burr and Stephen Miller I'm off the tour I got him down the street now do you feel better after that (laughs) it's like it's like yeah I do and I, I recommend it for others, you know. I hope that helps some people out there. And I recommend you do it. It's just, it's cathartic. Um, it helps. Do you think that they would get, well, they would get thrown out, but would they get arrested? You're not really allowed to threaten him, right? Yeah, you couldn't say <laughs> I'm going to kill you or anything. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the deal, I don't know what they would do. You know, look what they did to Michael Avenatti. I'm not really sure. But I know that that level of humiliation could potentially warrant death. I don't know. And also, I think that the if a, we've asked ourselves, you know, why don't the newscasters say, don't fucking talk to me like that? And a, 
the and it's a they'd lose their job and the bigger the bigger issue would be that that network would never be allowed back into the press corps so i guess right. th- those are the reasons i would lose my mind and that would happen i i know for a fact that i would do something like that yeah i guess maintaining their job <laughs> and their um and maintaining their it's wouldn't even be even if you snapped and thought fuck this job and you know that that person could get a job anywhere else after that yeah you know what i mean maybe not though i mean a lot of people don't go off on their boss so to speak right though they want to so it would just yeah it would just be fucking the network it's beyond frustrating and just plain fucking annoying that none of these reporters stand up for themselves or go ham and get thrown out or just do something anything Mm -hmm. but honestly their dehydrated pussies and (laughs) sun-dried balls are nothing compared to the egregious lack of reporting on a critical issue happening with Trump at these press conferences every single time. And the longer it's allowed to continue unreported, the worse it's going to get. So before it becomes something that's seriously life-threatening, it's important that everyone opens their eyes to how Trump says the word industry. (laughs) It's a real problem affecting these press conferences. The way he says the word industry takes over and makes it impossible to concentrate on anything else. Here he is discussing tariffs on oil trade. If the oil price uh, stays the way it is because of people that really want to see it go up, when I say get, we want to save a great industry. And we built a great industry. We're just going to use our oil and that would help to save an industry. And I see very inexpensive jet fuel. We're trying to save the airline industry. But I want to save uh, our great energy industry, and, and that's what we're doing. Yeah, we have an industry that's, that's a very important industry, and it's really formed beautifully. It was the virus that killed it, because mm. what happened is it's down 40% from the day this happened, 40%. Otherwise, it would be doing phenomenally well. Yeah, well, the industry would be doing very, very well. Why? Know? Why? Why does he say it like that? And if we were able to to take the whole two hour press conference, and that's just from Sunday, yeah. And every industry, mm-hmm. it would have been a hundred. Yeah. Well, because he wants to make sure that we all remember that industry um, is important. It's his thing. He's going to make sure industry comes back, and we're going to fight for industry. We're going to have make sure industry is going to be industrial. Industry. But why are, are we saying it wrong? I say industry. <laughs> well, that's how what do happens. you say it? I say industry. Yeah, industry. But when I hear him, I end up in into a whole K-hole in my head of why does he say it like that? Am I saying it wrong? What is the reason? Does he want to say industrial? So he goes industry. Maybe he just that's the way he breathes like industry. Industry. It's industry. He's, industry. Em- he's emphasizing the middle industry. of the word. The airline industry. Well, he does say China. The car, the he car does say, industry. He, he does the say oil words industry. Weird. Yeah, I think he does do some words weird. You know what I mean? Boom. <laughs> I don't. In Russia, China. You know, like <laughs> yeah. he does. He's. Do you know anyone uh, else that says industry? Not off the top of my head. No, no. But he loves to say it, and he loves to keep talking about it, and he never shuts up about it, and he wants to. Even if the question is. Well, what do you think, you know, how many people are going to die from coronavirus? And it's like, well, my numbers are up and industry is coming back and we're working hard for industry, 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 industry. All the industries are coming back. They're all going to come back. All, all the sundries. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
All right. So one of the main storylines on Coronavirus Live this week was Trump's support of a malaria drug called hydroxychloroquine that might be effective in treating or preventing COVID-19. Now, our friend Elisa said her brother-in-law was prescribed this after he tested positive for corona. He seems to be healing fine. But the bottom line is it has not been FDA approved. And yet Trump is selling it like it's one of his tax shelter hotel deals. And when reporters call him out on it, he gets pissy and calls them fake news. The, the doctors who are treating coronavirus patients, they have the medical expertise to determine whether or not they should pres- prescribe hydroxychloroquine. And many of them And do. there are already clinical trials in place sure. looking at hydroxychloroquine. Sure. So they should be finished not, in about a year. Why not just let the science speak for itself? Why are you promoting this drug? I'm not. I'm not. I'm just <laughs> I'm <laughs> simply. I'm not at all. I'm not. Look, Simpler. You know what I'm trying to do. Well, you come lives. out here every day, right, sir, talking about the benefits I, of I want them to try it, and it may work and it may not work. But if it doesn't work, it's nothing lost by doing it, nothing. Because mean? we know long term what I want, I want to save lives. And I don't want to be in a lab for the next year and a half as people are dying all over it's the place. Out there. Doctors are already able to prescribe it off-label, right. right? All I'm doing so what is you saying, accomplished? Well, well, I'll tell you what I accomplished. We bought massive amounts of it, 29 million doses of it. Why? We have it coming from all of the labs. We're actually now doing it here because in case it does work, I'm we going to make have it. a lot of money. And we've given it to uh, drugstores. We're, we're sending it all over. FEMA's doing it. FEMA's doing it. We're doing it through different channels, many different channels, including the companies that make it. So it's a very special thing. Now, <laughs> it may not work, in which case... I'm hey, still rich. It's still going to make and money it on it. may work, in which case it's going to save a lot of lives. Now, a lot of people say if the people walking in prior to getting it, if they take it, it has a profound effect. Well, maybe it does or maybe it doesn't. I don't want to wait a year and a half to find out. And only CNN would ask that question. Fake news. Go ahead. <laughs> He's about had it up to here with Speck and CNN. I mean... Fake news. Hey, it's fake news. The, I mean, I think, you know, I would imagine it's not going to take a lot of digging to find out that he's going to make money on that. He's got definitely with whether whatever pharmaceutical company is making it, whatever. Right. He's, he's going to get he's invested in it somehow, whether it's through Ivanka. Yeah. John Jared Jr. Kushner. Jared right. Kushner. They're going to make money on it. There's no reason the administration buys 29 million pieces of hydroclococlean. For no fucking reason. It does malaria? Right. Why don't you get some fucking chemo because it does it helps cancer. Right. That might do something. Right. Let's get some diabetes medication in there. Maybe that'll help I someone. I mean, he was talking about it two weeks ago and name dropping Bayer in during Coronavirus Live. Bayer owns Monsanto. Monsanto's already cleaning up. Everybody's stuck taking their fucking pesticide carrots and every right, other fucking right, thing. Right. We don't have any choice. And they're, you know, GMO corn. So... Bayer bought Monsanto. Now they're suddenly pushing their malaria drug. And maybe it does work, but I think it's maybe it's just like Tylenol. And it's pretty crazy to like jump the gun in order to stockpile 29 million units of it. And now you're like, well, what are we going to do? We have a warehouse full of this shit. We might as well just roll it out. It's not going to kill anyone. I do wish that rather than this bullshit question from CNN, ask him about Monsanto, ask him Mm -hmm. about Bayer, ask him whose pocket he's in, ask him who's profiting. Like, just say straight up, you're clearly profiting on this or someone you know or Rudy Giuliani or whoever, who in your circle is profiting off this because it? we don't know if it works and you're pushing it like you're selling something when you have a limited time to talk to the American people. 
But they don't fucking ask him that. No. They don't. And, you know, maybe that's the way to go. Now, if, you know, you're now if you, if you were in the press corps my, or my rage fantasy, that would be yours because you could ask a direct question and it isn't. It's not disrespectful. I mean, even though he'd be like, that's a terrible question. How that's nasty. But yeah. But so what? You could deal. I you know what I mean? That's a good way to go. That is a good, be direct. Who's profiting on it? Who's making money on it? Is is Eric Jr. making money on it? Yeah, or whatever. exactly. Eric Jr. Any is get if, into if, it. If anyone in your cabinet, or in fact any Republicans, have an investment in fucking Bear or whoever the hell is making these, mm-hmm. he, today he named listed all of the companies making it. Mm-hmm. He's ready to just you know his favorite thing is to like cheat you in plain sight, right? And be like, look, I right. said it. I told everyone I was doing it. I mentioned Putin every press conference. Right. It wasn't weird, and it's legal. What I'm doing is legal. It's fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. So I feel like the problem here is these passive aggressive bullshit questions and then they mm-hmm. get walked all over. No one is owning him. No one. And they should no. all be ashamed of themselves. And I can't fucking handle it at all. OK, that's that fake news. It's you're being walked on news. That's the news. The B storyline that dominated this week's coronavirus live was about a Navy captain who was fired after writing a five page letter outlining his desire to evacuate the aircraft carrier he was in charge of and then forwarding the letter to 20 or 30 people in his contacts. He was given a huge standing ovation when he was escorted off the aircraft carrier, but no amount of sailor support could remove the Facebook stench created by his basic email forwarding. So here's Trump being asked about the firing of this captain. And Trump's <laughs> reaction. Captain Crozier of the USS Rosa. Which one? What? Captain Crozier. Uh, who now? Who what? Captain who now? Who what? Of USS Rosa. Oh. Um, I don't know if you saw the videos of sailors cheering for him as he left. Our reporting shows that some sailors have said that they are worried to re-enlist because they are not convinced that commanders are taking care of their health and taking care of them. I don't know much about it. I can uh, only tell you uh, this. Is there a Here Navy? The I don't know. What are their boats? One of the greatest ships uh. in the world. Nuclear aircraft carrier. Oh. Incredible ship with thousands and thousands of people. And you had about 120 that uh, were infected. Now, I, I guess the captain stopped in Vietnam and people got off in Vietnam. I, perhaps you don't do that in the middle of a pandemic or or something that looked like it was going to be. You know, history would say you don't necessarily stop and let your your sailors get off, number one. But more importantly, he wrote a letter. The letter was a five-page letter oh. from the captain. And the letter was all over the place. Bliss. That's not appropriate. I don't think that's appropriate. And these are tough people. These are tough, strong people. I thought it looked terrible, to be honest with you. Now, they made their decision. I didn't make the decision. Secretary of Defense was involved, and a lot of people were involved. I thought it was terrible what he did, to write a letter Oh. I mean, this isn't a, a oh. class on literature. This is a captain of a massive <laughs> ship that's nuclear-powered. And he shouldn't be talking that way in a letter. He could call and ask and suggest. But he stopped in Vietnam. A lot of people got off the boat. They came back, and they had infection. And I thought it was inappropriate for the captain of a ship to do I want to I don't want to comment as to whether or not but I agree with their decision. Sounds like old Captain Crozier got a little case of the Jerry Maguires. Yep. And he got yep. a little drunky drunk yep. and high high mm-hmm. and he needed to go on and on and on and on and on and on and on in mm-hmm. a five-page email mm-hmm. and then send it to one too many people and they were like, "Whoa, guy, we got like nukes on your thing and you're acting like fucking tan mom so right. you gots to roll right. honey right i mean 
Sal. <laughs> Seriously. There's coronavirus on the boat, Sal. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. You can't. I, you know, you at least got to pull a snowden. in. You got to be right. a little more professional about right. it, but right. you can't be. Unfortunately, so that's a sorry situation. I mean, he completely Jerry Maguire. He looked, and I hate to use, I don't like to use this word, but I know that they're all using it hysterical yeah or he looked completely and, fucking high and unstable unstable yeah which is a bummer but nobody uh, needs your 5 a.m manifesto jerry <laughs> okay we don't need your fucking manifesto because jay moore is going to come in and get your ass yeah. fired now on the flip side of it it is a sad state of affairs that that guy felt like that that he had to that he felt so unsafe uncared for and that the government, not just the government, but the secretary of the Navy, the the defense secretary and everyone in charge of the military was um, not handling the coronavirus. And he freaked out because he didn't think that anyone that no one was going to do anything. And he was right. And um, unfortunately, there is that. <laughs> so you can't get all like that. fucking Norma Ray on that shit, though. Not like, when you're in the military. Unfortunately, that's what you signed up for. Normally, I hate to say never. It. When you try to just be like, you get your big bright ideas, you know what I mean? You get a tad too high and you got a bright idea right. and then that shit, the sun comes out. It's like the guy who grabbed the two Coronas, no pun intended, and slid down the slide. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. He thought that was a fucking yeah. bomb idea. And just like Captain Crozier, we all give him a high five to him. We're like, we get you, man. Sometimes you got to grab mm-hmm. a Corona, pull this emergency slide and roll and out. Go, Bye, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it never pans out. It never, ever pans out. So and, you know, unfortunately, it's like Trump kind of bitched him there. They all did because they (laughs) the secretary of the Navy got up basically in a public press conference, said he was unstable and that they couldn't trust him. The secretary of defense said the same thing. There was a general that came out and said that they support the secretaries. So that guy did play himself out. But I do I do just want to say for the record, like. He's being played out by a bunch of fucking loser criminal in irresponsible assholes and, I, and we feel him but he but you knew the game you knew the game you knew the game you can't do that in the military no. there is a chain you of command unfortunately you can't do it that's it you just that's can't it. do it no nope. the last clip is trump attempting to close out the week in coronavirus live by congratulating dr fauci on his explanation of why he's not wearing a mask but as he's trying to end on a simple clean answer a reporter yells out from the audience in a final attempt to beat a very dead horse and he ends up beaten and lying next to the dead horse without a new answer to the question that didn't need to be asked again very good answer I think that really could be it. That was a very, I, I love that answer, especially on the face mask. I thought it was very good. Go ahead. Sir, on the equipment issue, um, records show that federal agencies did not begin. Oh, stop it. Who are you with? By the way, who are you with? with? Who are you with? This is your Agencies didn't begin process of respirators. And, and are you ready? Mask. Are you ready? <laughs> Let me just answer your question because I know exactly. You know, same question you ask all the time. Ready? They have done an unbelievable job in delivering for the Associated Press, which is, uh, you know, not so great. Not like it used to be. Uh, the people that you're looking at, FEMA, the military, FEMA. what they've done is a miracle in okay. doing all of this stuff. What they've done for states is incredible. Mm-hmm. And you should be thanking them for what they've done, not always asking wise guy questions. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Quit fucking being wise a thirst guy bucket questions. guy. The press conference is over. Your 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 desperate grab mm-hmm. at the last minute 
And I did. I really did feel strongly that because that guy and I, I say this with all due. Mm-hmm. OK, I really with all due. Because the guy was so unattractive, <laughs> I feel that Trump was even more because, you know, he, he he'll spar with Jim Acosta, but he at least I felt that he gives Jim Acosta. He gave Jim Acosta a little more respect even than that guy because Jim Acosta is better. Looking, yeah, I swear of to course. God. He completely that's completely true. <laughs> he wouldn't even let him finish the question. And because he's with the he's with AP and he's not uh, with CNN or MSNBC. Right. He's just like, oh, here we go. What do you want? Right. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> he's gotten to the point now where every single time he goes, here we go again. Here, right. let's go. Go, okay, come on. And he's not wrong. He's it not is wrong. here we go. It is here we go again. And they need to get new questions and fucking get to reporting. They're being thirst buckets. If you're not going to fucking, you know, come for him. Right. Then save it because we ain't got time. Nope. We, we do not. No. We I don't the masks, the ventilators, ask a f- you better get into the fucking weeds, just like you said. I want to know about the money laundering. I want to know about who's making money on what. Get fucking into it and stop pussyfooting fucking around. And if you're asking repeating a question in order for him to read you, then be ready to get in a fight with him. Right. But you're doing nothing. You're sitting like a bitch. Yep. Okay, now it's time for us to have a quarantine kiki. Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Lock the doors. Let's have a kiki. I'm going to let you have it. Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Die, turn, work. Let's have a kiki. We are going to serve. And work. And turn. And hunt, hunt, Okay, so if you've listened to this podcast before, then you know that our guest today is a good friend of ours. It was her obsession and passion for politics that inspired us to start this podcast way back in 2016. And since then, she's done the show a million times, and most recently back in December, when she left a scathing message for Senator Lindsey Graham in our segment called Leaving People Voicemails. If you're a Bravo fan, you'll know her from The Real Housewives of Miami and Flipping Out with Jeff Lewis. And if you're not, then you'll know her for being a legendary Miami socialite who is very beautiful, very smart, and very rich. (laughs) But we aren't mad that she's rich because she's also very, very generous. So generous. And not just with her money. She's generous with her time and resources. She's one of the most giving, supportive people we have ever fucking met. And we are so grateful to call her our friend. So without further ado, let's have a quarter. Quarantine Kiki <laughs> with Leah motherfucking Black. Hey, Leah. All right. <laughs> Hi. My God, after that introduction, I feel like I should send you guys money. <laughs> Please do. Here's Please the address. <laughs> now, we're calling you. You're in Miami, which is now one of the top hotspot, top Corona hotspot. Hotspot, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You had to see that coming. So now you guys have like 5,000 cases right now around there do you know anyone in miami that has the shit i know a family of four that has it oh my god really uh, yeah it's a friend of mine and her son daughter and husband they what she got tested the daughter got tested positive they had to pay for the test they wouldn't give her the <sighs> test so she had to pay for the test 150 dollars. she couldn't <sighs> find the test first of all finally found it over at hialeah hospital which if you know Miami, it, depending on where you live, I mean, it's like in L.A., you know, it's like it could be Beverly Hills to Burbank. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like every like hour spread away. out. Right. Yeah. So she has to go drive all the way over there. She gets the daughter's test four days later, four days later, comes back positive. So that 
I had to pay for the test on top of it, 150. So now that the daughter was exposed, she went to get her test, her husband's test, her son's test, and they're all waiting for the results, but they all know they have it because they all are very symptomatic. Everything from throwing up to fever to diarrhea to coughing, they got the whole thing over there. Oh my God. God. Are they having like respiratory problems? Not yet, but one of them is into day five and the others are into day like three and four. So they're all, you know, they're semi-young. I mean, she's probably 45 and the husband's probably 50 and the kids are like, one of them's a year older than RJ. The other one's like three or four years older. So in their early 20s. But uh, she thinks she got it because she thinks the husband brought it home when he went to Colorado from maybe somebody on a plane. But the daughter was the first one that was symptomatic. And then he became symptomatic later. People are irresponsible. <laughs> Don't get on a plane if you feel like you might have anything. What's fucking wrong with people? I read there are eight strands of it. I don't know if that's true. But apparently, you know, a lot of people get it a lot worse than others, whether you have underlying conditions or your age or none of that. You know, a lot of it may play in, but some people that are very healthy and young get a worse case of it than people that are not healthy. And younger, so. I didn't even know if, if the two-week like incubation period was like a like if we are two weeks out from coming back from australia and we don't have it then we know we are probably good okay what is the deal with the test do you have any drive-through tests or do you have a map of where to go i mean we don't really know we have no idea where we could get a test right now the only thing i know for sure and in miami is my friend that told me about the one at hialeah hospital but if you haven't been exposed you can't get it unless you pay them 150 but once you're exposed i don't know if they charge the rest of the family or not so the first person that got it well of course this had to happen was a republican mayor that went up to mar-a-lago and got it and he brought it down here case number one in miami he had to go to mar-a-lago to get it do you believe it no i can't believe trump didn't get i don't it believe i don't believe trump is i believe trump has it I, I believe he has a lot of things, and that's just the least <laughs> of them. Well, agreed. Yeah, something's got to happen. I mean, that guy's just out to lunch, you know? I mean, I just can't believe what is going on. These governors having to fend for themselves. People can't get the test. He's touting drugs he doesn't know anything about. I mean, he just mumbles and stumbles and walks around up there on that stage, that reality show stage every day with that script that he sings songs through and oh, and uh, 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 uh. can't even read. Now you know why he always criticized Obama for reading off a teleprompter. Because he couldn't. Do you watch that press conference? Do you watch that every day? I can't anymore. I was watching it for a while, and now I hit mute. I watch the the ticker underneath and see what it says, and I wait for someone to recap the same things that were said and the factual things that were said. Because if I listen to that every day, I literally would probably have a heart attack and a stroke and just (laughs) just think. I, I, I. the guy is an embarrassment. Yeah. I mean, I mean, four minutes of the Queen of England was so com- impressive and classy and elegant. She said more in four minutes than that idiot has said in two hour conferences every day for that's his new pep rally. Yeah. That's his rally. That's his pit. I've got his pitch down. Here's what it's going to be. He made the bar 250. So when he does 
a hundred, when if only a hundred die, which only a hundred, can you imagine we're saying that? <laughs> then he's going to say, I saved 150,000 people. So now the economy tanks and he's going to go, I'm the only one that can bring it back. You better vote for me. I can fix it. I'm the only one. Look how it was doing before. And then after that, it's going to be, I'm the only one that can fix the economy, and I saved 150,000 people, and blah, blah. So he has gone from a hoax to a pandemic that he always knew was a pandemic to I alone can fix it again to stumbling around like a damn moron on a stage at a reality show that's scripted every day. It's to the point where I'm embarrassed. I cannot take it. It's just so – it's just – cringe every minute he opens his mouth you're just like holding your breath like oh what is he gonna do and say i mean come on oh what about the model and did you notice when he waved his hand like the model he did it like a female body he didn't do it like the curve going up and down horizontally he did it vertically like a the oh, right. boobs the waist and the butt yeah and because he's thinking about that i think he was surprised he didn't grab that woman that dr burks you know what while he was there i mean i can't with this guy anymore i can't take it anymore oh yeah grab dr burke's pussy i never thought about it i never I mean, thought about it. good call dr burke come oh here God, just all, like, oh and then the, here's the rule you only get on the stage if you praise him for like a nauseam and mention his name every 10 seconds and how great of a job yeah. he's doing and how good he is. That's how you get your ticket on the stage. And then if you go up there and you promise you'll donate massive amounts to his reelection campaign, he'll put you up on the stage like the pillow guy and let you do the <laughs> sermon on the mound. And then he'll let you, you know, praise him and thank God that this man came before the rapture. And then you get all this free infomercial. It's the infomercial station now. He went to from he went from the like the rallies to QVC, and then I mean it's just too much. It's just and, I can't. Yeah. yeah. Are you watching like MSNBC or CNN like during the day? Because we're okay. To- I watch. I flip between MSNBC and CNN most of the time in the day. Then I try to catch CBS, NBC, and ABC highlight news at night. And then I watch the night shows between CNN and and MSNBC. And in the meantime, I've got the BBC on the radio and NPR on another radio. So I get a cross section and then I subscribe to like four papers a day. (laughs) So I'm getting a cross section of all the news so that, you know, I can curate it for myself because these people all have an agenda. Every one of them. I know it was coming. I mean, the only one that didn't know it was coming was Trump. Yeah. But he was notified January the second or third. And apparently, according to three people in the Obama administration, they gave him, I can't remember, it was a 40 page or a 70 page book called, it was basically, Susan Rice called it Pandemics for Dummies. Mm-hmm. Where in the event there's a hint of a pandemic, this is what you do. And then they offered to give them a training class on it before they left the White House and they declined to take the training class. And then no one's ever read the manual. Meanwhile, he shut down in 2018, two years ago, 37 infectious disease agencies around the world that Obama had set up after 
the, the bird flu and the Ebola to make sure we were on the cutting edge of monitoring what these countries were doing and making sure if anything flared up that we could get on top of it and help shut it down. He shut those agencies down. Then he shut down this infectious disease agency inside the White House that had 18 or 19 people that were working there. He shut that down, fired them, and sent them all home one, in one day. So oh, my he, God. <laughs> He allowed this to happen. Now yeah. he's going to come to the rescue on the white horse and save 150000 when it could have been shut down back way back in, um, back when Inslee was screaming about it in Washington State and when they had that cruise ship there. Those were the only places that it was, and he didn't. Ha- he was calling it a hoax then, a Democratic hoax. Yep. And fake news. And he didn't shut it down. So now it's like multi-level marketing. I mean, it's just out of control. You can bet that Trump's got stock or his family's got stuck in a bunch of these <laughs> these things here that they're touting up there on that reality stage every day. Oh, well, for sure. clearly he's making money with hydrochloroquine oh, or whatever yeah. the fuck. I mean, but where oh, are we yeah. going to go to dinner when you guys come to L.A.? <laughs> I know. That's a problem. There's How no am I going to get to L.A.? I would have to charter a plane to get there. No shit. And then we wouldn't be able to leave to go anywhere. No. Be stuck in the house. I know. And when L.A. blows up, I have to pack the car so we can drive to your house and eat the yeah. 24 piles of chicken. And fight well, with I RJ. I told you, go ahead and drive here. Get, get in the car and drive down here. Uh, you can stay in the pool yeah. house. So now you guys haven't, you and Roy haven't just turned into drunks. Is Roy still working? From home? Well, he works from the, uh, his computer and his office, and he reads all the time. So this is heaven for him because mm-hmm. all he has to do is sit on the computer and read. RJ's doing his lessons online. I had to hire a tutor, the one they had in California, to Skype with him every day. This is the most complicated down you've ever seen in your life. Trump courses <laughs> online. I mean, it is like you got to go to MIT to take the courses online. Thank God I had that woman that's his tutor out there for many years in the summer, and she's Skyping with him, but just keeping up with Zooming this and that and Skyping here. and I mean, it's crazy. And now his dorm is locked, so we can't even get in there and get anything out. Not that there's anything in there we really need. Well, what about the iced tea maker we got him? <laughs> Don't you guys? That, that iced tea maker's in California. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn it. And we, we made that all the time, too, out there. Oh, my God. And, you know, I put Roy in charge of ordering, but I had to fire him. He can't order anything right. I said, order the big jugs of iced tea, right? He orders all these eight ounces of iced tea. I got, like, like okay, the plastic isn't going to ruin the planet. I mean, you got a 1,000 bottles of eight-ounce plastic iced tea. Why don't you just order, like, the big jugs? I should have thought to order that machine and just make it myself. But, I mean, he can't order anything. I told him to order. I gave him a list. Finally, I put him in charge. of. I fired him from ordering. And the girl that's usually secretary, that's the only bilingual one here that runs the house, I now take a list her what I need ordered. And she orders. We have an assembly line. So she orders. It comes here. They drop it. They open the gate three feet. They walk in, set it in the there. We have envelopes with $5 each in them. We hand them an envelope. On a tray three feet away (laughs) with gloves and a mask on. The maintenance man has gloves Um. and a mask on. Then it sits there for 24 hours unless it's perishable. Then we made a makeshift table with two legs and all chicken wire across the top. Then it gets set on the chicken wire table and we spray it with Lysol on all four sizes. So when we ran out of Lysol, we went to Pine Salt. 
and we spray all four sizes and we let it sit there for oh. 24 hours in the sun. Then the next day, the second side, because they work every other day, he opens it up. We throw the outer box out. We throw the outer box out like like literally like it's diseased. It's, it's like a whole thing with that. Then we leave it the interior of the box sitting on the table, and we spray that down with Lysol or Pine Sol on all four sides from the chicken wire table. And then we wash it down, and we let it sit there another 24 hours. Then it's ready to come into the house. Then it goes into the assembly line of the grocery store, whereby we have like 20 things of oatmeal, 20 things of pancake mix, 20 things of crackers, 20 things of cheese, 20 things of everything. And the only exception, if it's perishable, it gets to come in sooner, but it sits in the garage first. And then it gets washed out, and then it goes into the garage refrigerator, and then it gets washed again, and then it comes into the house refrigerator. Wow. I mean, I have a whole assembly wow. line. Everybody's I mean, got gloves and masks, and we're all done. We're set up over here like the amazing. Infectious Disease Center. No, no wonder I just picked up packages at our mail place, and the guy treated me like I invented coronavirus because I <laughs> had the audacity to go there and get a package. I mean, he yeah. literally treated me like a leper. Yeah, you have to wait crazy. by the glass door. He'll kick... He he literally kicks the door open yeah, and he should. kicks the package at you. I have a question well, I think you can answer. I have a question I think you can answer. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. The Lysol is gone. The Lysol yeah. is gone. So Correct. what's left? Um, natural cleaning products. I do have Pine Sol in the house. However, the Lysol is gone. I do have natural cleaning products. Will the natural cleaning products, the all-purpose spray, even though it's organic or natural, work to clean the coronavirus off such things as my hands the door the handle the knob um everything if it has 60 percent alcohol so what i did before this all started i went to the dollar store Please and vodka. i bought those dollar squirt bottles like they squirt and i filled them up with i did the one for outside stuff we use bleach half bleach half water then we then for the boxes we use pine saw and then for the inside we were using lysol and so then if you have alcohol you know you can buy all those things that you wipe your face down with but they don't have alcohol they're like gentle cleansers yep. so you can open that up and pour the alcohol in there and then close seal it back and let it soak a few hours and then those those wa face washes that are usually aloe vera and very gentle are now alcohol uh, wipes you know so you can do that mm. and the other thing is you spray mm. everything with that pine salt that pine salt is just as good as the lysol it's just not as user friendly you know but then i also took the little tiny squirt bottles like the one ounce and i fill them all with alcohol and everybody has that in their pocket and every time they touch anything they just squirt, spritz their hands with that really fast and if your hands start getting dry then just put the hand lotion after it but i made my own uh alcohol swabs by by taking everything and soaking it in alcohol and then taking one out at a time and using it. You that know, such a good idea. I'm going to do great that. idea. So you're talking about you're talking about vodka. Like I use vodka like I couldn't. Pour, <laughs> I don't pour whiskey in there. Right. I pour vodka. Fortunately, the vodka that I heard the alcohol doesn't work. It doesn't have a high enough alcohol content. Oh, so alcohol. what alcohol? Like alcohol, but, like rubbing alcohol. Rubbing alcohol. Oh, the bitch yeah, is sitting uh, here thinking you're talking about vodka the entire time, Leah. She's like, works. she's That's like, sufficient. she's like, well, Jack Daniels do the job. It probably would. That's because that's the that's the prism Shut in which you see the world, right? <laughs>
By the way, hydrogen peroxide will also do. You can do that, hydrogen too. Hydrogen peroxide. I have some of that. Walk us through a day in the life of quarantine. Like, what time does everyone wake up? Is Roy bugging with the AC and the heater? Like, <laughs> yeah. What's, yeah, what's doing with the weather, too? Give us an idea. The weather is perfect here. It's perfect. Unfortunately, I have a big yard, so we can go outside, and the dogs have plenty of room. But Roy's the first one up, him and Freda. Freda makes his breakfast early every morning. Then she goes and does whatever. She comes and gets the dogs, feeds them, and she takes the dogs while I sleep till whenever I get up, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1. Sometimes we stay up late. And then RJ does breakfast at 10.30 because at 11 he Skypes with his tutor and then he does his lessons until two or three then i make him lunch then he does his lessons a couple hours then i make them both dinner light something easy and then uh rj gets on and does his video games and all the stuff he likes to do and roy walks uh two walks two acres with the dogs with one of the dogs on a leash and then RJ, uh, they eat their dinner. Then RJ works out in the gym, which is outside upstairs on a patio because it's cooler at night. He likes to work out at night. He works out, uh, works upstairs. And then we usually try to find something to watch on television, like around 9 or 10 o'clock for a couple hours. And then I stay up. RJ and I will stay up till 2 or 3, you know. So Roy's reading and working and, yeah. and ma- making money, making $100,000 basically a minute. <laughs> And then are well, you- right now we're trying to get people out of the jail so they don't die from the coronavirus. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, you won't so even true. believe what I had to do to get that done. I'm working on one case right now. You won't believe I had to sign an affidavit saying that I took the guy to the hospital and he had pneumonia in September, which is true. I even sent the judge a picture of us in the, in the uh, hospital with masks on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So do you have any like panic attacks? Like you feel like you can't go out? Like what's your sanity no. like? No. I'm busy. You know, like right now the housekeeper's gonna leave. So I already packed up for her ten scallops, two chicken breasts, six <laughs> eggs. I, I I recycle the plastic bottles with the funnel and I fill them half full of milk. So as I get stuff in, I disperse it amongst, you know, seven people. And then, you know, I'm busy. And then I make RJ lunch. Today I made him chicken parmesan. And then I make him a steak for dinner. And by the time all that, I don't even look up till, t- I'm telling you, I'm just like, then I start in the office. Jason's doing all the work. He's the only one going to the office because we put a closed sign. We're not allowing anyone else to come in the office or we're not using it as a show for shipping or receiving. So we're still posting stuff on social media and posting stuff on um, Facebook and Instagram and the orders are still coming in. And I, I mean, we're, I showed every yesterday, I made that video where if you unwrap one of the products, you can take that tissue it's wrapped in and use it as toilet tissue. Get two things for one. <laughs> yeah. If you guys, for our listeners, our 14 listeners, if you're not on Leah's social media feed, you are missing out. The shit is savage. She's, she's doing full quarantine selfies yeah. that no one can even touch no. but i'm listen i'm the cook i'm the maid i'm the fucking gardener i'm the security <laughs> guard i am the i'm a whore i'm everything I mean, <laughs> like everything and it's, that's everything i'm doing like 20 jobs this is exhausting now you're basically in <laughs> leah party whore. mode though where yeah. you're just handling it you're like a nurse during right. World yeah. War II, walking yes. through, yep. taking care. Oh, yeah, I have that electric uh, temperature. When you walk in the door, I do your forehead. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so tell our listeners what should we what should we order what what beauty products that you have what skincare should we be on in quarantine we want people to like no what- well, a lot of people are buying exfoliant because you can't go get a facial right now and you can't get a pedicure so you can use the exfoliant to do your elbows and your feet and your uh, face to slough off the old cells so you it prolongs the, the amount of time you need for the pedicure and it you know keeps the skin fresh and everything and then the exfoliant's good to keep the face you know uh the, the cells sloughed off and the face from breaking out so that's very popular now of course the wash is popular it doesn't have the alcohol in it but it's a very good gentle face wash but everybody's mad about the cbd i mean they're all crazy over the cbd products the serum the moisturizer and the eye cream do you have those enough in stock for the oh yeah i'm stocked up because i knew if this happened my lead time was going to be weeks so i stocked up for four five six months because i knew the manufacturers might be shut down or they might not be able to get the raw ingredients so i'm stocked up on the eye cream the serum the moisturizer the exfoliant the face wash and um and then i'm now i've got the cbd oil that i had already everything's ready i'm just hoping it arrives i ordered a long time ago it's a thousand milligrams of pure cbd oil you can use it on it's fantastic for your face for your chest for your hands for your nails for the tips of your hair it's fantastic for everything nobody has a thousand milligrams of cbd oil pure can we put it on under our tongue I don't know about that. It's not for internal. <laughs> okay. But I doubt that it would hurt you. Because in desperation, we might need to try to yeah. eat some of it. <laughs> now, before we... Oh, yeah, then you, then you got to take your vitamin D. You got to right. take your vitamin C. You got to drink hot juices or hot tea or hot something all, often throughout the day. And then, you know, take all your vitamins and your... I have enough immune boosters. I order, I've ordered immune boosters for the whole world. I've got everybody on immune boosters right now. Yeah, that's crucial. Do you think this shit started in a Wuhan butcher market? Or do you think this is some kind of like created in a lab by Putin? Julie thinks it's Putin <laughs> and President Xi mm-hmm. to kill America. Well, a lot of people think that it was over there put in a lab to kind of do control the uh, population and it got out of control. I don't think that. I think that this is what I really think. I think the planet is like, fuck you people. You got the fires. You got the floods. We have warned you with the winds, the tornadoes, the fires, the floods, the earthquakes. We have warned you with everything else and you will not take care of the planet. You are destroying it. You're killing the animals. You're eating the animals. You're destroying the planet. So you want, let me just show you who's the boss here. I've had enough. And so now you're not going to be able to go out and click and kill the planet, kill the animals. You're not going to be able to go out and destroy the planet with emissions control. And the planet's going to take take a break. And I'm going to show you his boss. And you bet people better learn this time. Yeah. You know, no, no one's taking care of each other. And you know, they say the meek will inherit the the earth. And I mean, you look at now, who are the people driving? the economy, making, saving the lives, making things happen. It's the grocery store clerk. It's the taxi driver, the Uber guy, if he can drive, you know, it's the, the nurse, it's the doctor, it's the, the clean, the janitor at the nurse place. I mean, it's those people that make no money, don't have any benefits that are actually sacrificing 
getting the disease and actually their life for everyone else to live this grand, fabulous life. And when this is over, they're going to cut Social Security. They're going to cut Medicare. They're going to cut insurance. They're they're in court right now trying to get rid of Obamacare. Trump would not even extend the enrollment for Obamacare. How cruel is that when people are scared to death and have no insurance right now? I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, if the world is upside down, you got to take care of the, the, the engine yeah. with the, the, the people that are doing like keeping the world running. I mean, you wouldn't have that billion dollars if all these workers weren't working. Right. And if we weren't building roads and if we weren't building airports and we didn't have hospitals, you wouldn't have that money. So it's time to cough some of it up. I mean, right. By the way, we had that big tax cut on top of the four trillion we were already he's already ran up the deficit three and a half trillion in three years now we have another four trillion and we're going to own more plus we just came off that big tax cut at some point you know if this isn't going to work for the for the rich to get richer anymore and i think this whole thing when it's over people the light might come on even for some of these people that actually think Trump knows what he's talking about. Some of these people still supporting. Yeah, I mean, we can only hope. The irony even about the, like, factory farming and stuff is that we're more dependent than ever now on, you know, nasty factory farming, farms in general, meat and vegetables, and every kind of farm that's not organic. We have to just take whatever is there. We Nobody can yeah. have the choices to make responsible choices for the environment. It's like more than ever we're dependent on these giant corporations and they're not paying their people. Amazon's not paying. Postmates isn't paying. Uber yeah. and Lyft aren't fucking paying. I mean, Postmates is having people, and I said this to Rosie O'Donnell because I can't stop talking about it, but they're having people wait in line for two hours to pick up people's groceries, and they will make $8 for that delivery. And I see Grubhub, Postmates, Instacart, all these commercials on TV, and I'm like, none of you are paying anyone. It's absurd. It's crazy. It's terrible. If anybody drops anything here, whether it's one thing or 200 things, they're going to get somewhere between 5 and $15, period, end. I don't care. And, like, my dog groomer came, and I said, no, we don't want you grooming the dogs, but here's your money anyway. <laughs> you oh, know? That's so nice. I mean, we're doing that. The landscapers came. I paid them a month early. I said, just in case there's a lockdown, here's your money. Here's an extra $100 each for some groceries. You know, I, I make sure that everybody has everything they need so that they're not exposed because people work for such a small amount of money. A lot of them don't even have benefits. Meanwhile, the immigrants are the ones that are basically literally out in the fields making sure we have food. And we're, we've got to half of their family relatives in cages spreading a disease. Yep. I mean, it's out of control. Leah, when are you going to run for office? Good question. Good question. I mean, we will roar, work your campaign. We will go door to door, even during She'll have Corona. To stop associating with us. <laughs> you need to run secretary. for mayor of Miami, Leah. Maybe for real. Start there. Oh, I mean, God. what? I'm like, not cut out for it. I, I will know. tell you. I'm not, but I will tell you, I would do a much better job of running country than Donald Trump. That I can, I will guarantee you. It's clear. clear. I mean, this other day they interviewed this woman. She's driving off from the church. She rolls the window down. I don't know if you saw it. And the guy goes, no. what do you feel about exposing? Oh, I, I am I'm bathed in the Jesus, blood of Jesus. I'm not going to catch anything. 
<laughs> well, what if you give it to somebody else? Oh, I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to go to Walmart. I'm going to do my life. I'm bathed in the blood of Jesus. They don't care about anybody. If we get four more years of Trump, I mean, we really are. We're It's over. I mean, the world as we knew it growing up is going to be different. It's going to be completely different. We need a leader. We need somebody like Cuomo to take the reins and, and handle this and let someone else handle everything else. This is a like this is like the time right now that everyone should be like top, top people making decisions. And we have this guy at the top that's talking about models and their asses and how many followers he has on Facebook and a hoax and all this shoving off the doctor, won't even let him answer the question talking about how great he is everybody's telling how wonderful he is this is what's going on and when you take that dynamic with the states that won't shut down with the people that are washed in the blood of jesus what kind of outcome do you think we're gonna have oh Oh, god God. (laughs) i mean (laughs) hold on let me wash my hands i have have a great day (laughs) i have i just put some blood of jesus in a spray bottle and oh it is refreshing (laughs) So Leah, okay, yeah. well, tell our 14 listeners where they can find you. You guys have to follow Leah. Check in with her social media. It's giving us so much life. Well, my website is leahblack.com, and we are putting out, like, lessons on things you can do to make your life better during this quarantine and how to do your hair and how to do your nails and all of that on uh, all that's going on on Twitter and Facebook and and Instagram. And that's Leah Black Miami. So I've got leahblack.com and Leah Black Miami. So they can get all by look at your products, look through the CBD and all the stuff yeah. on leahblack.com, right? Correct. That's correct. And then we put out, I just put out a 30 day cleansing program and reorganizing your life program i just put that out on instagram and then i'm making my twitter uh leah black miami on twitter videos on how to do your hair at home and stuff like that send it to rita wilson because she doesn't know how okay why does her hair look bad she had a freak out when her hair person couldn't make it so i'm gonna go ahead and forward your post to her so she can learn how to do her own fucking i'm gonna hair. look at the post since my hair is now i have to cut a yours. literal forest let it grow and just wear it up in a ponytail in the back of your head it would look fabulous trust me Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) a high pony a high pony for julie during corona Mm -hmm. that's the advice i think it would look fabulous i really do you got great hair i mean why do you keep it so short i don't know (laughs) she does well because when it gets too long, it makes me feel bigger than I already am. My my hair. Oh, but you slick it down, and it'll, I'm telling you, she might look like a Russian masseuse with a slick <laughs> back ponytail. No. Welcome to massage. <laughs> well, we love you so much. We miss you. Love you. And we'll I talk- know this is fun. I hope to talk to you girls soon. Call me anytime. Bye. Now it's time for so there's that. All 
right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the giant zombie pandemic nightmare that we are all living in right now. It's so fucking hard to find silver linings in the time of Corona, but we all need them so badly. So thank you, Meow Meow, in advance for making us feel a little better with your so there's that moment for this week. <laughs> Uh, well, I should think it's really thanking you. <laughs> oh, God. Um, it's hard. It's hard. All right. So first, I want to say I am in no way a scientist or historian, and it's possible this is entirely my perception of shit I read. But as I jaunt down this amateur historian path, it's something I keep coming across. And so a light bulb went off and I talked to you you about it and then I realized another light bulb went off and it's been clearly going off for many people but I'm going to explain it in terms of Coronina Covidita okay okay since no one asked here's a timeline of just a few plagues in 541 CE there was the Justinian plague it was in the Byzantine Empire and it got there by fleas which were on rats that got on the grain which was sent to Constantinople from Egypt it killed 50 million people in the 530s and 40s, there was a spasm of volcanic activity, unlike anything else we have seen in thousands of years at the time. So what happened? Plague and an environmental shift. Then 800 years later, there was another plague, the Black Death in 1347. What happened there? It killed 200 million people. What was going on at that time? Another environmental shift. We also had human culture, population, climate, pollution, refuse, people living on top of each other, fecal. In the 1340s, a 1.5 degree movement of heating of the Earth's atmosphere happened. This 1.5 degree allowed that microbe to develop into the Black Plague. The London Plague of 1665, again, we have it. We've got the fucking bacteria. We've got the microbe and... We have the environmental shift. The climate is changing. There's periods of wet conditions. There's drought. Uh, oh, oh, weird. What's going on? It's weird. There's plague and environmental shifts. 2013, Ebola in West Africa. Why'd that happen? Forests cutting down. Bats coming in, putting on their fucking viruses. Is it a plague or a pandemic? That's a pandemic. But, <laughs> but it's the, the, what we have in common is... The environment, the environment, the environment, every plague, every pandemic is coinciding some way with a major shift in climate, whether it's um, tearing down forests or something in the temperature has changed and we feel it now we can it's been going on and we've been living through it. We've noticed it floodier floods, bigger and stronger storms. Temperature and states are weird and changing. This stuff matters. And the fact is, yes, Trump is an irresponsible, terrible leader and we could have prepared better. But how much better? Really? How many masks and ventilators do we think would be in a closet somewhere? One for every single human being? I don't think so. We are now seeing the best and worst of people at every turn. Do you feel stressed out like me going grocery shopping? <laughs> Lines, new rules, masks and gloves and empty shelves. But something dawned on me the other day while looking for paper towels. It was, hey, they shut down the buffet. Like the cold and hot food that's always out. There's less stuff everywhere. Huh. And rather than feeling like something was being taken away from me, I realized, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> 
I feel comfort. I feel comfort by the fact that there's space and the buffet is motherfucking closed. How many fucking hot and cold buffets do we need? I think we're all finding we don't. If the first thing to go is the open food everywhere and endless buffets everywhere, then good. On small levels, I think we're really taking stock of our entitlement and our waste. The grocery store is the perfect example of a small start that could potentially be a turning point and an actual help to the environment. Look at the meat that's going bad and let that remind us how factory farming is terrible for the environment and completely unnecessary. We don't need so much excess. It's bad for the climate and it's bad for our health. There comes a point where we all need to look at ourselves and our consumption and take responsibility. Certainly governments are to blame. They are, but so are all of us. We are now in the midst of not just a pandemic, but a crossroads in humankind that could change the trajectory of life. Literally, if the temperature goes up another 1.5 degrees, more bacteria could be released and we will see another plague and bigger and crazier natural disasters. So as we're quarantined, let's take stock of what we really need what we can sacrifice, and what we can stop doing in order to slow the climate changing and reverse the effects of what the universe is clearly showing us. We must be ready when this has passed. Force climate legislation and make it a top priority. Can I say something on that? Yes, yes. I've been thinking about this a lot since we've been in quarantine since the beginning, since we've all been home, and it's clearly possible for us all to go the fuck on home and not drive. So... I think that even though I don't know what's going on with construction workers, what the deal is with social distancing and their own safety. So I say this out of complete and utter ignorance. So please, <laughs> with all due, I feel like this is the time we should, we might as well retrofit some fucking buildings like mm. the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal calls for something about cars and retrofitting every building by like 2050, mm-hmm. 2060. And 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 it literally makes politicians and regular human beings head explode to think of retrofitting buildings. Even if we just retrofit the ancient schools that kids are in, mm-hmm. we could retrofit these buildings right now. Construction people would have jobs mm-hmm. during this. Get get these things done while there isn't anyone out there. Exactly. Uh, and history cannot keep repeating itself. We've certainly evolved and learned, but we have taken so many steps back. And during this time, I think we can all check our collective privilege and really acknowledge what the climate is telling us and has constantly been telling us for millions of years. The KFCs and Olive Gardens and grocery store buffets and gratuitous food and waste need to go. I know it's scary and we're broke and fucked, but the blessing and the healing from all of this could potentially be, if I may steal Trump's catchphrase, the biggest and most profound transition forward in human history. Did he say that? No, but you know, it's like the biggest and the uh, best and the whatever. Oh, I see. The truth is this pandemic... Like, that doesn't sound like something he'd say <laughs> as I burp up beer. The truth is this pandemic won't be the last. And the next one will be worse if we don't get our shit together. Call it a plague or a pandemic or your mother. However you slice it, the earth, the environment, the climate is telling us in no uncertain terms that we have to make a change. It isn't about masks or ventilators. It's about climate. It's about population, factory farming, waste, consumption, and not for nothing, our privilege and our time of mass narcissism has to be over. Let's each take this as a wake-up call and just start smiling in our own homes and lives that collective conscious will grow i know everyone is suffering so much right now but let's put that in our daily practice and i do believe we will start to not only feel better but we will be the change that we want to see so there's that now that's a so there's that 
So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Quarantine Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much and are so grateful for all 14 of you. Please consider joining our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. We say it every week. It's $1 for one podcast a week, $2 for two podcasts a week. They're both an hour. There's no politics, no ads, no mask shortage, no <laughs> ventilator stockpiling, and best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. That's right. Just go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics to sign up. And if you're still on the fence when you get there, scroll down to the episode from September 11th. It's unlocked and free for you to try out. But... We know we're in this shit for a minimum of two more weeks, <laughs> so you should sign up now. Listen to a million episodes while you're reorganizing your closet for the fourth time or doing your COVID-19 daily walk. And let's be honest, we might be in this for another two more months, so get it on, people. You're going, you're going, you need us, okay? <laughs> and when this is all over, you can cancel it and go back out in the world again, knowing that you are a part of the dumb gay pandemic known as our Patreon. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Leah Black mm -hmm. quarantine style. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up. By the way I look, don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you around and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual. Transylvania <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So 
Come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs>